The con could draw a map of this country strung together by names of people they've known in some version of a past life. They're a criminal, is the thing. Petty thief stealing days and weeks from people who have better things to do than harbor a con with no name. They kiss Andrew Stevens in the back of his mom's car and even manage not to wince when he asks them to stay. By sunrise, they're crossing the state line, a newly nicked air freshener making the car smell like a less exciting life. They introduce themselves as Andrew to the next person who asks, carry that name around until the air freshener doesn't smell like anything anymore, then leave them both in the nightstand at some shit motel. The con's been told more than once that they're the kind of person that others outgrow. They get that. So they make it easy. Don't stick around. Leave with a wink and a fake name to be remembered by. They try not to think about what it means for their own story, if there's someone to grow out of. The miles on their odometer click click away, but they don't feel any older. A pretty hitchhiker calls them a lost boy, her sharp eyes undercutting her ditzy little giggle. The lost boy laughs loud enough to hide the voice crack. Calls her Wendy in return. She has enough grace to not poke at the nerves she's laid bare, which is probably why they kiss her. Wendy kisses back like she's chasing something, stubborn like a compass, and the con could get lost in her magnetic north so damn easily. So they put her in their review mirror, a little closer to where she's going. They look back only once, but she's already gone. Of course. Wendy's all learned young not to wait for someone whose best talent is flight. It's no more hitchhikers for them after that. Not out of caution, although she did snag one of their favorite button-ups and an earring from their glove box. It's jealousy in the fact that they're all sure enough of where they're going to put it on a damn sign while the cons just got a map with more and more names scribbled out. So what if they start to be more reckless? The voices on the radio say the world is ending and panicked people aren't as good at locking up their summer homes as they should be. What are the cops gonna do? Arrest them on the eve of an apocalypse? The person on their driver's license hasn't existed for a couple thousand miles, and no flashing lights or sirens can change that. And who knows, maybe they'll find a house that feels familiar, with space in the driveway for their junker and lots left over for whoever wants to join them. Hell, maybe Andrew and Wendy will stop by and visit, make a cute little family just like on TV in a house where the picture frames actually hold memories that smile. Maybe there'll be a name someone's left behind, one they can have for keeps. Or maybe they'll get caught in the middle of a sandstorm that shouldn't exist, handcuffed and left in a squad car while cops go running off after someone they deem more important. That's fine. The con doesn't need them. They take the car, keep the handcuffs, and the name of the officer who locked them around their wrists.
Ain't like Ezra Gibson's using them anymore anyways. So Ezra hits the sirens, just for a bit of fun, and presses down on the gas until that town joins all the rest. Maybe the apocalypse will be the thing that makes the con run out of road, but it's gonna have to catch them first. You've been listening to Stealing Things No One Will Miss, A Crossing Wires Flash, featuring Cedar Taylor as Ezra, the con. Directed by Lexi Berry, sound designed by Jack Strudwick, and writing by Ziggy Schutz. Keep an eye on your name out there, survivors. You never know when you might run into someone who needs it. Until next time, find us in the static. <laughs>